Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. we got a great podcast on the way today. I am Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, and this is Smart Simple Wealth, and we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking about the SECURE Act 2.0 edition. It's finally law, and we've had a couple of weeks to digest it all and now pass along the most important information in this piece of legislation to you. So if you're curious how this might affect your financial life, your retirement plan, and your finances, we're going to talk all about that on today's show. Carrie, before we dive into everything, though, I hope you're doing well. What's up in your world? Not much, you know, just staying busy with the work and, and, and the kiddos. <laughs> I have <laughs> a hard yourself. time believing not much is going on in your world. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Normal busy, I guess. Nothing exciting, um, but normal busyness, I guess, of keeping small children alive. <laughs> <laughs> just the bare minimum, just just keeping them rolling. That's that's all you're looking yeah. to do each day, right? I love that, it. That's our goal is survival some days. Yes, yes. As long as you're in survival mode, you're you're thriving. That's uh that's a that's a great yeah. perspective, I think. Uh you guys making it through the winter, okay, finding enough things to do and enough uh, excitement in and around town? We are, yeah, just, you know, start, starting to get a little nicer days, you know, having those little moments to where you're like, oh, spring is coming. And then you're like, no, it's not. It's cold again. <laughs> not, not quite yet. Yeah, maybe a little, little longer. I forget what the groundhog did this year. I didn't, I didn't pay attention this year. So He saw his shadow. Oh, he did. Okay. So we're, we're delaying yeah. spring just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Well, but that's I think okay. he's only been accurate like 49% of the time. So. Oh, is that right? Well, like every weatherman, I guess, at that point, right? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry to any weather forecasters listening to our show today. I love the weather, but let's <laughs> let's admit that we're we're not very good at predicting it still, even even with all our technology. All right, well, let's uh, dive into the show today. In addition to Secure Act 2.0, we've got some other great things to talk about as well. We've got a listener question from Emily in Jonesboro, retiring in a couple of years and thinking about Roth conversions. So looking forward to talking to her about that a little bit. And of course, we'll get to know Carrie along the way as well with our question of the month. Before we dive into all of it, though, Carrie, let's start things off with our quote of the month to set the tone of the show today. And it comes from Eleanor Roosevelt. And Eleanor said, if life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without flavor. Isn't that right? Yes, it is 100% true. <laughs> but that, I love that quote. Sounds like uh, that's something you experience every day with the kids, like you were just talking about, right? Like just you never know yes. what you're going to get uh, day in and day our, out. With our them. life has flavor. <laughs> yes, lots of flavor. I love it. I love it. Well, let, let, let's let that set the tone today and dive into our main conversation now. So we're going to highlight at least four ways the SECURE Act 2.0 might impact you. Now, this has been discussed in Congress for nearly a year and a half, Carrie, and the SECURE Act 2.0 passed in January. And so on today's episode, we're going to find out four ways that the new changes might impact folks. And so let's dive into it. We've got our list here, Carrie, and I know you'll bring all the flavor to this conversation. So the first and maybe you know big takeaway here, that RMD age that was pushed back in the first SECURE Act, well, it's been pushed back again now. Yes, and this is probably the, the most talked about um, change in SECURE 2.0. Um, originally, uh, your required minimum, minimum distribution had to start at age 70 and a half. So the first SECURE Act, Push that back to 72. And now the newer version 
If you're born between 1951 to 1958, now we've pushed those RMDs back to age 73. And then if you're born in 1959 or later, your RMD is going to be 75. So you're going to wait longer before taking those RMDs out, but it's going to be really important to note that those RMDs, when they do actually hit at 73 or 75, those are going to be larger amounts and a bigger tax consequence. So it makes it even more important to have conversations with our clients about tax planning and doing Roth conversions before they hit their RMDH. Helpful to realize that, yeah, because the those required minimum distributions can sneak up on people if they're not careful, right? Oh, absolutely. I've, I, I've seen it over and over again. And people are like, you know, what do you mean my taxes are that high? Or I yeah. have to take this money out. I don't, I don't even need the money. Yeah, well, now, yes, now what you do know, I you do? You have to. And, and, <laughs> and here's the taxes you owe on it, Mr. and Mrs. Client. And, and, and that is not a, a, a good surprise. Yeah. So when you're uh, doing proper planning, those things don't come as surprises. Uh, but that is one change in the legislation. So uh, if you've been planning on that 70 and a half age for a while, well, it's been pushed back uh, much further now. And and even more into the future, um, <laughs> way back uh, in, in several years, that'll uh, push back even more. So just keep an eye on that. That'll be interesting to watch. Uh, special catch-up contributions were also added in Secure Act 2.0. Can you detail us what all that's about? Yeah, I mean, this one is really helpful. And so a, a, a catch-up contribution just means that if you're 50 years of age or over, then there is an additional amount above and beyond a normal contribution limit. So a normal contribution for an IRA or for a 401k, um, you can put the catch-up contribution towards that. And so in uh, this year, 2023, the catch-up contribution will be $7,500 additionally. And then starting in 2025, it'll be $10,000. And so really, this is very helpful if maybe people procrastinated and didn't start saving early. It allows you to put more money away in these retirement accounts um, if you're older. Well, that's a great point. So never a bad thing when we're allowed to save more money, get more tax advantages, and, and pile more into those accounts. That's a helpful change, I would surmise. Yes, absolutely. Very helpful. Okay, very good. Uh, something else that I think uh, what didn't make as much in terms of headlines, Carrie, but sort of caught the eye of, of careful onlookers uh, was the 529 to Roth transfer option. So this is talking about those like the school funding 529 educational plans, but giving us more flexibility to work with those. Yes, this was one of those that kind of snuck in there, like you said. But for us planners, when we saw that, I mean, this is really exciting because, you know, we're having this conversation with clients of, you know, we do, do we fund a child's 529 plan? How much do we put in it? And for a 529 plan, they can only be used towards college or higher education expenses. So there's always a question of well, what if my child doesn't use it for education? You know, how do we get the money out? And, and there were penalties and things like that if they weren't used. And so this allows a parent now to fund that 529 plan or a grandparent or whomever. And then if the kid doesn't use it all, they can roll it into a Roth IRA that can be used for that child's retirement. Or there's some other, you know, ways that they can withdraw that money. But it just gives them a lot more flexibility than what they had before. So I think as a planner, this is a really, really useful um, tool that they included. 
anytime flexibility is added to our daily lives, we're appreciative of it. So that is, uh, that's an excellent mm-hmm. one. So additional uses for those 529 plans and the Roth transfer option could be very helpful to some. Uh, contact Carrie if you've got any questions about how that would work specifically, if you might fall into that situation there. Contact info in the description of today's show, and we'll give it to you here in just a few moments. Last but not least, our fourth change here, Carrie, that uh, is coming down the pike with Secure Act 2.0 is some changes in the uh, the world of the company 401k match. What specifically are they tinkering with here? Yeah, and so this one is interesting and, and probably not as well known as some of the others that we just talked about. Um, but for a lot of young people um, working in their careers, uh, many of those have sizable student loan payments. And so they weren't making contributions to their 401k because they were too busy trying to pay that student loan down. And so now what Secure 2.0 did, it said, if you make a payment for your student loan, we're going to count that like a 401k contribution so that you are eligible for your company's match. And we always call that company match free money that your your employer is going to give you. Um, and so now, you know, if you are paying $300 towards your student loan payment, that $300 is going to be counted as if you put it in your 401k um, and eligible for that employer match. So again, another really good benefit of this new law. Really like some of the changes in here. So I know we've just kind of scratched the surface here, Carrie, with these four ways that the Secure Act 2.0 might impact folks. But in general, with with all these different changes coming down the pike, would you say Secure Act 2.0, thumbs up, good changes overall for the American public or, or the folks that you're at least interacting with on a daily basis from a retirement standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably say two thumbs up on, on okay. my professional opinion there. Nice. Um, there. There is a lot more included, um, but I think the biggest thing, um, like you mentioned earlier, don't let the idea of pushing those RMDs back to 73 or 75 catch you by surprise. Don't sit there and say, oh, good, we have plenty of time. You, know, you really need to start planning now uh, to make sure that you don't get hit with taxes down the road. Of all the things, that one can certainly uh, knock you off course the most in your retirement years if you're not paying attention. So definitely worth paying attention to that. Well, very cool. If you are unaware of some of these changes that have happened in Secure Act 2.0, it might be a sign that uh, maybe you're not plugged in fully to the retirement planning landscape, and that's okay. We don't expect you to constantly be looking at legislation to see what's coming down the pike. That's why we have people like Carrie keeping an eye on those kinds of things for us. But perhaps it might inspire you to get a free retirement report card. Find out if your retirement is on track. Will you make the honor roll or will you be headed for summer school? Uh, well, you can find out with the free retirement report card, which is a fun but also extremely useful tool that Carrie and her team at Qureshi Law and Wealth have put together here. Uh, what happens is they look at five key areas of retirement success, and then they give you guidance on any of those areas that need improvement with literal letter grades for each of those areas. So if you want to get more information about that or get your own retirement report card, again, free resource here, call 870-275-4304. That's 870-275-4304 to get more information. And also online at QureshiLaw.com. Link in the description of today's show. Carrie, what happens if someone fails? Do you have like a little button in your office that you press and they like drop into the lava underneath the building or something like that? No, no, we we (laughs) haven't done that to anybody. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's, if, that, that's an interesting concept. If 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 someone has a failing score in one of those five areas, what what do you guys do? You help? Uh, you just not kick them out, or do you uh, help convert that to an A by, by by tutoring them through the process? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the latter. Normally, we we, we work with them, especially if they're not retired yet. Which is, um, you know, we have some time to make those improvements, which is why we want to, you know, have them come in and talk to us. But we can say, you know, let's turn the C into an A or a B, and here's how we do that. Here's the strategies to put in place. And so that's really our our goal is to um, guide them in creating that plan and be able to make those adjustments so that at the end of the day they are going to be able to achieve all of their goals. Have you ever had someone come in and get perfect A's right off the bat? No, we've we've had had a few that have been close. Um, but what is you know I think pretty interesting is even if they had A's in all five areas, we were still able to save them quite a bit on the tax savings and on their investment fees. And so even if you think that you're doing just amazingly well, um, it's still worth a second chance to have us just look through it and make sure that it's all good to go. It sounds like even for the straight A students, there are still some A-plus opportunities out there for them. So that's great. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for providing us a little more context into what those report cards look like. And of course, I was, I was joking about the lava pit, folks. I'm trying to show you that it's not uh, not super <laughs> scary to come in and visit. So uh, I love it. Well, uh, very good. Again, if you want to get that free retirement report card, call 870 and that number's in the show notes, so check it out there as well if you need it. All right, uh, it's time to get to know Carrie a little bit better and then answer our listener question of the month. It's getting to know you time. All right, our question this month, Carrie, is a good one. If you could give $10 million, but you can only do this, you have to give it to a single charitable cause, what would it be? Yeah, see, that's hard because my first, you know, impression is like, I want to split it up, right? Right, I wanted to be able to divide that among charities. So if I had to pick just one, um, I would probably choose St. Jude. Um, St. Jude is near and dear to a lot of our clients' hearts and and, and our firm as well. Um, They're in Memphis, you know, which is fairly close to us. But for me as a parent, I can't imagine, you know, having a child with cancer and to deal with that. So my my money would all all go to St. Jude. Very cool. I think that's uh, that's great. I would. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have the. I, I have to research it off the top of my head. I don't know like what the organization would be, but I know there's some organizations out there that are all focused on like drinking water. So whether it be building wells in in communities in Africa or even right here in the United States, making sure that certain communities have clean drinking water. Like it's just such a fundamental thing that helps prosperity for folks, like just having clean, good, clean drinking water and access to that easily in life. Um, I could see that being a nice use of 10 million bucks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe more Doesn't Bill Gates have a charity for that? Isn't that one of... It could it, it could be a Gates one, yeah. I think there's a few different places that do do stuff like that. So it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I would say that'd be a, yep. that'd be a pretty good uh, good cause. But I'd have to do a little more research into it just to make sure it's it's going to get used. So, but uh, <laughs> you, your your use is a very good one as well. Can't think of a better yeah. Better result it's it, it, it's hard because there there's a lot of good causes out there that that yeah. need money. So it's no. Absolutely. And that's one that you just uh, you can have a very personal connection with, especially with, you know, you having some young ones. Uh, I'm sure that just it hits home uh, whenever you think about the struggles that others are going through in that world. So 
tugs at all of our heartstrings and uh, is a definite good purpose. So there you go. Uh, what would you do with $10 million? What single charity would you give it to if we forced you to not spread it around? You had to give it to just one. We'd love to hear your ideas. Uh, send them to us through the website, CureshiLaw.com. All right, let's get to our listener question of the week. Emily is on deck. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so Emily is in Jonesboro and says, I'm 60 and probably retiring in five or six years. Should I start converting as much of my IRA to Roth as I can? So the the typical lawyer answer here is it depends. <laughs> um, and, and there's two scenarios that you would want to test out. And so, you know, the first thing is, you know, Emily, you're still working. And so you're probably in a higher tax bracket now than if you were, were to wait a few years and retire because you said you're five to six years from retiring, right? And so we'd want to look and see what does it look, look like if you wait to start your Roth conversions once you retire and then spread those out over a series of years. But the caveat to that is that tax laws are changing. Tax rates are going up in 2026. Um, Our current tax brackets are going to sunset, and we are going to revert back to higher tax brackets by 2026. So there is some urgency in some of our tax planning to say, hey, I know you're still working, but it may make sense to start converting now and not waiting until retirement. So again, you know, you'd have to run the numbers um, with both scenarios and see which one um, is going to work out in your favor. Okay, very good. Great question. And uh, appreciate you sending that one in, Emily. Is this like, you know, could the answer to somebody who's 60 and asking that question versus somebody who's saying, who's, I don't know, 30s or 40s saying, hey, should I start converting a bunch of my money to Roth? Um, that answer would be completely different potentially based on that age and that timeline. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and not just age, but also just, you know, how much they already had saved up, you know, in, in a, uh, traditional IRA or 401k. Um, so there's a lot of different factors that need to be looked at. Where you're going to withdraw from first, I imagine might be another, another complication or, or element to this as well. And, uh, so this is kind of a great illustrative question, Emily, of why you need a full comprehensive plan, because that's going to be what dictates the best decision to make when it comes to converting everything. So. It's a great right. question. And there's no more redos. There's no more redos on mm. the conversions. A lot of times, like um, in the past, you could do a conversion, and then if you didn't like it, you could undo that, Ooh, and, and now that is gone. So you need to make sure that when you are converting, that that is the right thing you know, to do. So no, no toothpaste is going back in the bottle at this point. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Great question, Emily. Thank you so much for sending that one in to us. If you'd like to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can do that online at CoratiLaw.com. Use the contact form on the site to get in touch. That's also the place to go for lots of other great resources, past episodes, and so much more. Check out uh, Carrie's contact info in the description or the show notes section of today's show. And don't forget, you can always call 870 275 4304 if you have any questions or want to get your own free retirement report card. Well, Carrie, thank you for the time and the uh, effort and conversation today, and we'll look forward to another good topic next time around. Yep. Thank you so much, Walter. All right. Very good. On the next episode, a little preview, we're going to be talking about an incomplete financial plan. Are you confident that your plan is complete? Well, we're going to take a look at some important questions to ask and see if you are operating with an incomplete plan in place. Should be a very revealing episode. Looking forward to that one. We'll see you next time right back here on Smart Simple Wealth. 
Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.